Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Doing a lot of shots out, you know, in the paint. They all felt good, but they were short. So I was, you know, might have been too excited for the first game or something. But um, if I'm a betting man, I, I probably won't do that again. So. Well, here's our chance, PK, to figure out if Mike Conley is right. Game number two. And then game number three and game number four and so forth and so on. We did this at the start of the college football season. The team wins. Is it because they're that bad or because the other team is that good? We've now seen the Clippers beat the Lakers pretty handily and beat the Warriors pretty handily. So how good are the Lakers? Who cares? How good are the Jazz, man? Jazz go 2-0. I don't care what the Lakers do. Bogdanovich questionable for this one after spraining his ankle. Then told Kyle Kuzma is out for this one for the Lakers. Game tips off at 8.30 tonight. It's on ESPN. Pre-game show starts at 7.30 here on The Zone. Hashtag NBA. Pascal gets it in for Bowman, and that'll do it. In game number one of the Chase Center, the Clippers come and spoil the party for Golden State. 141-122. L.A. puts on an offensive exhibition and is 2-0 to start the year. Clippers dominating the Warriors. That one, they opened up a good lead pretty early there, PK. Not a lot of drama in that one. Should we be putting the Clippers as part of a tier with five or six teams there at the top of the West? Or are they half a notch or a full notch in front of everybody else? There very well could be that half or full notch. Yeah, it remains to be seen. You know, obviously Paul George not playing. And you look at the box score, and nobody really had a big game. It's not like somebody went off for 35. There's a bunch of uh, two or three 20s, and they had... uh, was it Harrell and Lou Williams off the bench with like 18 and 22, something in that, in that range? So it was a, a second game in a row that is a bunch of guys. And obviously Kawhi Leonard's a superstar, but it's not like he went crazy. So it was a very... Um, a well-rounded uh, performance. Efficient game, I yeah. guess, from a lot of them. That Zubak dude, you know, he played 18 minutes. We had 16 and 10, something like that. And so they were getting contributions from just about everybody. Patrick Beverly... He scored five points, but he took four shots, I think it was. And, you know, he's in the league because of his defense and his toughness. He's been known for that for a few years now. So my point is they have a lot of different components that so far, very early, obviously, but they fit together nicely. So, yeah, they're, they're certainly going to be a team to watch, and they literally could be the team to watch. Steph Curry, 2 of 11 from beyond the three-point line. That was a problem for the Warriors. But the bigger problem for the Warriors is they gave up 141 points and when you do that, you're, you're probably getting beat pretty soundly, and they did. Clippers were lighting it up from three, 56% there. It was a light night, national TV, but there was another intriguing game, the Houston Rockets and the Milwaukee Bucks, and Antetokounmpo fouls out, and the Bucks played very well after he went to the bench when he was done, and they hold off the Rockets and win the game 117-111. Bucks, Sixers, and everybody else in the East, and I don't see any reason to change my thinking there. A very impressive win. Just on the road, right? Yep. It was in Houston. Yep. Houston with the big uh, acquisition. And so they pulled away. He's a great player. You could argue he's the best player in the league right now. And be on solid ground if you want to go that way. 
but a nice win. Jazz are a game up on the Rockets. We've got to start watching the standings. <laughs> or not. Those things matter. They all matter. They all do, man. They the games in matter. October count just as much in the standings anyway. They may have more implications later on, but standings-wise, they certainly count the same. DeAndre Ayton's been suspended for 25 games for violating the league's anti-drug policy, testing positive for a diuretic. Players Association plans to file arbitration papers and have the suspension reduced or rescinded. Well, good for them. He ingested something accidentally. You don't know? Well, well, that, well that's their claim. That's what they're going to file in the arbitration papers. I mean, that's a masking thing. I don't know much about that stuff. I'm not involved in that. You don't really see NBA players getting suspended like that. And 25 games for a team that hopes to make substantial improvement. And they had a nice victory. And with Monty Williams, it seems like now they've got a credible coach, you know. They hired a bunch of first-year guys. And here, Monty Williams had been had, had coaching experience at the head coaching level, obviously, before. And he comes in. He's one of the classier individuals you're going to find. And just screams of stability. So they were hoping for big things. But... You know, he's their center, Aiton, and now he's gone. They did pick up Baines in the offseason, the Australian dude. But, you know, he's more of a tough guy rather than a skilled guy. So it's a major blow. Interesting to see what happens there. If they, I, I, it's, It would be shocking to me if they rescinded it. But, but they might pare it down from yeah. 25 to 15 or 20 or something. Yeah, well, obviously we'll find out in the coming days and weeks if, if, that, if that's the case. But when you're just looking at the Phoenix folks, uh, in the media yesterday, it was a major, major downer. And the uh, Jazz will be seeing the Suns here shortly, as you have pointed Monday. out. That's game number four for the Jazz on Monday night. Right, and I would seriously doubt that he would be reinstated by then. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Utah. Well, everything affects both sides of the ball, and we, and we talk about that. We have a game management meeting every Friday and, and talk about uh, the exact, you know, preliminary one on Sundays and then a final one on Saturday, on Friday, and and uh, it does play into it, you know, because, you know, play Washington State, for example, you know you have to score points most most times you play them. I mean, last game was an anomaly, but, uh, you know, you run, you run the offense maybe a little more wide open some weeks because of what you have to do and take a few more risks, or if you if you think that, that maybe uh, it's going to be a little, little bit of, of a more low-scoring game and that'll affect you as well. So, yeah, it does have an impact. There's Kyle Whittingham looking ahead to Utah and Cal. Cal's defense has been great. You know, we've seen games at times where it's gotten away from what we thought was a pretty good defense, but they know they're not going to win and they get beaten down. They know their offense can't score. That doesn't happen to Cal yet this year. Their defense has played great, even though there have been games they weren't going to win. They haven't given up more than 24 points to anybody in that. When you look around college football, that's a really good number to be seven games deep in the station a season and never have given up more than 24 points. I actually think that it inspires their defense even more because they know the only chance for them to win is to go low scoring. So it doesn't go, let's throw in the towel. Not yet. Maybe once they or if they become mathematically eliminated from bowl contention. But as far as that goes for now... They're still in that very much so. Four and three, and yep. So I think that it inspires them. I think the Utes could pretty much just run it up the middle, though, the entire game and win this game. I just And now it's looking like Cal's going to start a first-year freshman at quarterback. I don't see any way possible. I, if I were to rank the games the most likely to win the rest of the way, I think I might like this one number one. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because – at the start of the year, I would have ranked this 
probably four or five, fourth or fifth toughest game on the schedule. But you're right. With all the injuries to the O-line, with the quarterback going down, now with the second-string quarterback going down, even UCLA and Arizona have had moments. But Cal hasn't had a moment and had a game since the injuries started piling up. They've lost three in a row. Correct. Now that could change in the coming weeks when we get to there. But as of today... I think this is the one that the Utes win most likely the rest who's, of the way. Who's the next easiest? Well, right now I'd probably go Colorado. Yeah. Um, that's subject to change, obviously. Right. Colorado they had, they had a nice SC little, tonight. They had a nice little start, but they've been slumping and they've been taking mm-hmm. some, some beatings, getting yeah. blown out. Right. Shows how things change because there was a time where we would have said Arizona and then there was a time we would have said UCLA. That's why I don't make – predictions at the beginning of the season saying they're going to win this game, this game, this game. I look at their team if I'm looking at, say, for instance, Utah, I don't try to pick games because I think that's a waste of time until you get to that week. What I try to do is figure out how many wins is this team capable of getting, no matter the opponent, because you don't know. We've seen it a million times over. When we get there, things have changed dramatically, and this is a classic example. Uh, three weeks ago, we would have picked it maybe the second toughest game on their schedule, certainly their home schedule. And now yeah. it looks like it's going to be the easiest. Right. And, you know, and the funny thing is, if you look at BYU's schedule, a lot of people thought, well, they're going to be around 500, then they're three and four, but you could have picked five games wrong. Right. That's and why I don't still do been that. right about the big picture. But week mm-hmm. to week, you could have been wrong five times. Yeah, easily. exactly. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. All right, the Aggies, 3-0 in the Mountain West. 4-2 on the year, but the losses at Wake Forest and LSU. They are 3-0 in the Mountain West, but they figure to get tested. Colorado Springs Air Force is off to a 5-2 start this year. Saturday night, it's on ESPN2, 8-15. This is a, uh, a good test, not the biggest one, because Boise State's looming out there. Boise State's been a big dog, but, man, Air Force, it looks like they got it this year, PK. Yeah, I think the Aggies have some tests coming up, you know, with Wyoming also. And uh, these guys here over there at the academy, absolutely it's going to be a test. And you got to make sure you do what you do and don't let those guys go on those time-consuming, eat-up-the-clock, just wear-you-down drives that they're known for. It's an important game, and and the offense has been sporadic. You can say what you want about Jordan Love, but he has not been as effective as we thought he would be. Just look at the touchdown-interception ratio, and it just jumps right out at you. As long as that's hovering around one-to-one, it's not who we thought he was going to be. So, can he have a big game tonight? It doesn't really matter what's happened tomorrow. in the past. Or, excuse me, tomorrow, yes. It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. They're 3-0 and in conference. If they get this, they're halfway there. It's an eight-game schedule in the Mountain West, and they're trying to get to 4-0. and And, of course, you can listen to Scotty G on the call on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. That game will be on 1280 The Zone Saturday night because the Jazz will be playing the Kings, and David Locke will have the call on 97.5. Hashtag college football. Hand off left, Xavier Jones stops, heads back right, shakes a tackle, he's at the 40, he's to the 50, running through defenders to the 40, cuts back left to the 30, here goes Xavier to the 20, he picks up a block at the 10, touchdown SMU! SMU undefeated PK, they win again. It's been a long time since they took the death penalty, they've struggled through coaches, mediocre seasons, bad seasons, now finally, it looks like they're rolling out a great season. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I watched a little bit of that end of that game, and they got to stop there at the end and turn back the Cougars. And so, 
They're in what is recognized as the best non-Power 5 conference to right now, as of right now, anyway. SMU ranks 16th in the country. They beat Houston 34-31. They are 8-0 overall and 4-0 in the Americans. So put them in the discussion for a New Year's Six Bowl as we get ready to uh, go down the street. I, I get to follow SMU. I have a friend whose son goes there. Oh, really? Yes. Isn't it weird how you get the smallest link and it helps you lock on? He lives in California and his name is Wayne. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> happy for Wayne's kid. Yes. <laughs> All right, some big games this week. It looked like Wisconsin-Ohio State was going to be titanic. But after Illinois beat Wisconsin, aren't we assuming that 7-0 Ohio State, ranked third, is going to smoke 13th-ranked Wisconsin? Well, I don't know about smoke, but I was assuming all along that the Buckeyes were going to win. And to piggyback off your point... Yes. It did take the steam out of the matchup. Right, because it was looking like, you know, you look at their schedule, and the Pac-12 takes a lot of heat for supposedly not being good enough, but you look at some of these other conferences, and they really, these teams only have one or two big games themselves. And so, you know, I'd look to see, and Wisconsin, a few weeks back, was looking like it was going to be a showdown after they drilled Michigan State. I thought, okay, man, they got something. Now, obviously, this Taylor kid has been a great running back since he's been a freshman. And so maybe they got uh, something a little bit better than they had last year because they've had a time or two where they've been pretty good. But I watched a good portion of that Illinois game, and that was a shocker, man. Yeah. You just don't see 30-point favorites lose. win. Or lose. Or lose like that, yeah. 30-point dogs, I mean. And uh, they did. So, yes, I think that that certainly takes the, a lot of the steam out of it. But, hey, maybe they can rally and, and give the Buckeyes a game. Buckeyes are 14-and-a-half-point favorites. Second-ranked LSU, ninth-ranked Auburn. That's a top-ten battle. LSU's undefeated. Auburn has a loss. LSU's favored by 10-and-a-half. And assuming LSU wins, if you're a Ute fan, hoping the Utes climb in the polls and when the college football playoff committee gets going, if they look at the Utes favorably, uh, second loss for Auburn wouldn't be a terrible thing. I don't think the Utes have a chance in that regard, though. No chance. To get in? They'll run the table and end up five or six, no matter how good it looks. And for me, I would rather be in the Rose Bowl anyway. That's some concocted party that people have to invite you to. Here, the Rose Bowl, nobody invites you. You freaking earn it out on the field. Unless they were going to win it all. If they had a legitimate shot to win it all, but I I I don't see that, and I don't see them getting in. In the first place. So for me, I would rather go to the Rose Bowl and then have the Big 12, or excuse me, the Big 10 get a team in the playoffs. So I'm getting at best the second best Big 10. So instead of seeing Ohio State, you're seeing Penn State, Minnesota, Wisconsin. And then I go drill them on a beautiful, glorious New Year's Day afternoon. What could be better than that? Are you kidding me? Eighth-ranked Notre Dame is actually a one-point underdog at 19th-ranked Michigan. Notre Dame's got one loss. Michigan's got two. Do you care, or is it too late in the year now? In September, that's always a big game, but now there's a lot of big oh, games. Oh, I care. I mean, I've got Notre Dame blood in me that goes way back. There it is. So, yeah, I care. Your 24th-ranked Devils are at UCLA. They're going to be okay? I don't even know if they're going to play the game, man. A bunch of high school stuff has been canceled with these fires over there. Postponed until next week. So, we'll have to see about that. But with the Sun Devils, you get what you get. You're going to get a close game. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Right? Can they keep it close? And then win at the end. Or maybe win a little comfortably if they're a little bit better. That was a, a real outlier with the Utes last week. And even at that, it was uh, they had a, a potential to be a one-score game going in the fourth quarter. 
It wasn't, obviously, but it's not like the the margin got way out of control. The late touchdown, I think, inflated it a little bit, uh, you know, late in the midway through the fourth quarter, but they're going to have to find a way to make a few plays. Oregon's a 14-point favorite over Washington State. You know, Mike Leach isn't having the big season he wanted or expected, but can he pull off the shocker? On the road, two-touchdown underdog going into Otson. I wouldn't think so. I, mean, I think this this Duck team is pretty legitimate now. There's been enough body of evidence to show, at least at the Pac-12 level. Arizona's at uh, Stanford. USC is Go at Cardinal. Col- USC's at Colorado tonight. Yeah, USC's a 12-point favorite with Colorado having lost three in a row. So, And the Ute line, which was 19, remember we were talking about that earlier in the week, it's 21 now. So they moved the line because everybody's betting on the youth. So 19 points was not enticing people. I just don't see any way they lose this game. I mean, even if the worst would happen with an injury to Huntley, I don't see them losing this game. I could say, well, what about a bunch of turnovers? And then you'd they don't say, well, them. they had a bunch of turnovers <laughs> against Arizona State, and that didn't sink them. Yeah, and that was an unusual for them. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, there's some college football for you. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. The handoff goes to Dalvin, walks up to the five, to the three, to the two, to the end zone. Yes! Dalvin got in touchdown. The ninth rushing touchdown this year by Dalvin Cook. On second down in Vikings territory, the rookie throws it over the middle. Intercepted by Anthony Harris at the 19-yard line. It went through the hands of McLaurin, and Harris secures make that third interception of the season. It was a bit of a snoozer, PK. I tried to watch it a couple times, and it was just difficult to pay attention. Minnesota was in control. They beat Washington 19-9. Washington drops to 1-7. Minnesota improves to 6-2. It's the Kirk Cousins Bowl. You gave up on it twice? I did. Cousins was effective. They just had to keep kicking field goals in the red zone. He was 23 of 26 for 285 yards. So. I don't feel a need to break this down just because it was on Thursday. Want to break down any of this weekend's games? The Niners try to stay undefeated against the Panthers. That's a decent game. Yep. That'll be the Fox 13 game in the afternoon. Good. So you can see that one. Yeah. The Patriots will try to stay undefeated against the Browns also in the afternoon. That's the afternoon game on CBS. Sure. That's a decent game. Yeah, the two undefeateds there. The Sunday night matchup, Packers and Chiefs. That's a great game. You can listen to the game here on The Zone, and uh, hopefully Mahomes can go and he's healthy and all that. But it sounds like either he won't go or he'll be going at 65% or something. Matt Morse, is that the backup? I believe you're right. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. There cannot be a disconnect between there and there. There's no disconnect. It's one and the same. When you find or feel a disconnect, you ain't going anywhere, brother. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. You need to establish a way, an angel's way of teaching things and doing things, and that's how you become great. That's Joe Madden. That's his plan. He's the Angels manager. Are you ready to see them uh, get back in the mix? Because it's been a while. I would like to see them, yeah, obviously for Trout's sake and then the AAA affiliation that we have because then they'd most likely have some guys going through that you can follow a little bit more. And they haven't been good. They're a Southern California team. I live down there, all that stuff. 
So, yeah, I don't know that you can talk your way into getting better. I think you have to play your way and get better players. I mean, it's obvious how to, how to do it. Doing it is the hard part, but it's obvious how to get it done. Get better pitching, <laughs> so forth and so on, right? Well, that's what we're seeing in the World Series now. We got Game 3 with the Astros and the Nationals tonight on, uh, on Fox at 6 o'clock. Hard to believe the Astros are getting off the deck at this point. Yeah, but all you got to do is get one. Get this one. one. Change not, the moment. Not just get, get one, one, but get this one. Even though it's not all on the line tonight, it feels like it's all on the line tonight. For the one ball club, certainly, yes. But they get this one, then they can play that mind game. Yeah, we themselves. get one more, we're even. Yeah, and, you know, yada, yada. So this one, this is essentially a do or die without literally being at that level. All right, we got off-the-field news all over Major League Baseball. The Astros fired the assistant general manager who made inappropriate comments about the acquisition of their closer to female reporters. I I did not understand that story at all. Why did he go off like that in the locker room? What set that off? Why was he mad at those particular reporters? Why challenge them like that? And why are you pumped? All right, and then why are you pumped about Asuna? The guy had just blown a save. He wasn't the uh, reason you won. Yeah, but, I mean, he had the domestic abuse and all that stuff, and I don't know what he was thinking. I can't put uh, no. myself in that. Uh, we got an umpire apologizing for tweets. Uh, yeah, if he wants to be a Trump supporter, I think he has that right, but something about, I'm going to go get my gun then. And, and we're on the verge yeah, of civil yeah, yeah, war. I mean, he took it a little bit too far. It's, it, Twitter, and this is two days in a row. This was actually a couple days back, but then the, the Ute fan getting involved. I understand that that guy may have gotten fired because somebody tweeted at me that it was my fault. I'm... It's your fault. Yeah, I'm the one who made Mark Harlan put out the statement. Without me, that would have never have happened. You wonder why I stay off of Twitter. Well, uh, we see people going on Twitter. Not only did this umpire, you know, get himself in hot water, but he misspelled civil in Civil War, which doesn't sound like a tough one. But Rob Drake is the umpire, and he spelled it C-I-V-A-L. So he's got uh, he's having to apologize on his job. He's got people making fun of him because he can't spell. And just get the calls right and keep your mouth shut. That might be a way to go. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. That is a look ahead to a big weekend of sports right there. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up. It's the red and the blue. It's a Friday. Kyle Gunther, the former Ute, will be here at 8. Brian Keel will be here at 9. David Locke in between them at 8.30. Jazz Radio Voice joins us every Friday during the NBA season. And the Utah Jazz have got a back-to-back here with the Lakers and the Kings. At the Lakers tonight, home against the Kings tomorrow. We'll talk to David Locke about those games coming up at 8.30. We're broadcasting live from Murdoch Chevrolet. If you want some jazz gear, we got a lot of T-shirts here. We got a lot of uh, we got beanies, we got caps. You can come in and rip the hat, or in this case, the beanie off of PK's head and take it home with you. We're at Murdoch Chevrolet, twenty three seventy five South, six twenty five West in Woods Cross. You can also shop online anytime at MurdochChevy.com. MurdochChev.com. Find them online. Murdoch Chevrolet, where customers truly are the heart of our business, and uh, it's right off the. It's basically the frontage road to the freeway here. We are just barely off the freeway, so you can get off the freeway. Hop in, grab your jazz gear, get right back on the road, and head into work. 
They got 20% off MSRP on a new Chevrolet 2019 Cruze, up to $13,000 off a new 2019 Chevy Silverado. Murdoch Chevrolet in every driveway sales event, 2375 South, 625 West. In Woods Cross, come by and say hello to us right off I-15 in Woods Cross. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.